One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sarah and I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the podcast, Pantsuit Politics. We have more in common than divides us. In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely. The choices, trade-offs, priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. Welcome to The Nuanced Life. We are so excited to be here with you today, and we have several things, several businessy things to get out of the way first. One. We have a new bonus episode up on our Patreon. If you're not a supporter of The Nuance Life, go check it out. It was a really good bonus episode. It was some stuff I needed to work out. I don't know about you, Beth. When I posted it, I put in all caps, how do we define success for our kids? And it's all in all caps because this is a question that haunts me. It's a big deal in my life. Mm -hmm. And it did Mm -hmm. feel good to just talk it through with you. Yeah. I mean, right after we finished recording that, I had another thing pop up where my kid wants to quit the gifted program. And I'm like, what should I do? So... Go check that bonus episode out. We also talk through the things we have learned recently. Very nuanced life-esque content over on our Instagram. If you're not following Pantsuit Politics on Instagram, go do that. We cover a lot of our personal lives and outside politics subject matters on our Instagram. The nuanced life just holds its place. We don't because we listen. Boundaries are important. We could not keep two Instagram accounts going. So we funneled it all into Pantsuit Politics. If you're not following us, go follow go follow us over on Instagram. And last, of course, we're on tour. We kicked it off with two stops in California. We have a stop in Michigan, Louisville, Washington, D.C., and Dallas. The link is in the show notes. Come see us in person. We want to meet all y'all. We're going to talk about parenting today because in our reflections on what we learned in August Both of us had a strong parenting undercurrent, especially as we say goodbye to summer. I was fixing to say, my undercurrent was, get the hell out of here, summer. (laughs) I'm so ready for summer to be over. I've decorated for Halloween this weekend, if that tells you anything. We're both done with summer. We're both done with Mm -hmm, all the togetherness mm -hmm. that summer brings. A lot of Mm -hmm. people are going back to school. I also shared in Instagram stories this weekend to quite a reaction. A little post that I saw that was saying, essentially, hi, everybody. I am allowed to be really exhausted from parenting, and then I don't need to hear you say, enjoy every moment while it lasts because it's gone so soon. I didn't say I don't love my kids. I just said I'm tired, and I'm allowed to feel both things once. You can see it in our Instagram stories, and I loved that it was like, Janet, don't don't guilt me about this. (laughs) Beth, I don't know if you've heard this, um, but in fact, the days are long, but the years are short. Oh, yes. I've been told. I have been Mm -hmm. told. And we got this really sweet message back from someone who said, you know, I I do this myself. I say these things because I so miss my kids and it did go by so fast. That post, by the way, is from theeverymom.com. Um, I wanted to be sure to give credit. And she said, I'm, you know, I we're all just feeling the feelings. I get that. Mm-hmm. Both things are true. Both things are true. I am confident that I will eventually say that the days were long, but the years were short. I am confident that I will someday think, oh, just enjoy those minutes, young mom. And today I am young mom and I'm tired. And so we're going to talk about the phases of parenting beginning with Kate who is in the very early stages. 
So Kate is marking and commemorating her six-month-old daughter's first settling-in session at her nursery in the United Kingdom. Man, I wish we had that settling-in idea in the United States. That's a really That's good a idea. That's a great phrase, isn't it? Yeah, time out. Like, I bet I must, she must go with her for a few days. My preschool did this at the beginning, but then they stopped doing it where you showed up for half the day. You, like, came for the first day, so there you were aware with them. I think that's a really good idea, and we should spread that around. Sorry. Okay, back to Kate's email. The last six months have been joyful, but also really challenging, tiring, and anxiety-ridden. Our path to parenthood was long, fraught, and expensive with several losses along the way. All of this adds a PTSD like experience to new parenthood, despite how pleased we really are. Having survived the first six months, Kate does a lot of editing around saying so because the baby is healthy and they have lots of resources and it's still hard. And she sees that they're on the verge of having fun, a daughter that's learning and growing a few days a week at nursery while Kate can think about her career and work through the lens of parenthood. She says, everyone says that six months is a milestone for babies and I'd like to commemorate that it is for parents too. Hear, hear. I love this phase. You're you're about to just you're about to love life. Soak it up because then they become toddlers. Now I'm just kidding. I'm trying to keep positive about toddlers, but man, I love a six month old baby. Mm, I love a six month old baby. I don't think we talk enough about how the getting pregnant process for lots of people influences that first period of parenthood. You know, and mm-hmm. that what you have endured along the journey doesn't just go away because here's a healthy baby. In fact, you've got all these emotions going. And I just love that Kate is recognizing that this is more than just the pregnancy, the six months of her daughter's life, the pregnancy with the daughter, like everything on her journey to becoming this daughter's parent is part of what she's bringing to the moment. Let me speak to this personally. I actually was talking about just this thing with my therapist last week because I realized that... I chose a very intense path with Felix because I lost a baby at 20 weeks. I had the surgery, and then the next month I got pregnant with Felix. First of all, let me just speak out there to anybody considering this. Don't do it. It's too soon. It's too soon. And so I was still working through that loss. I was so anxiety-ridden, just like Kate describes. And I just think when Felix came— I remember some really nice moments of trying to soak it up and realizing, like, this is my last baby. But I was still grieving. I was still traumatized on a lot of different levels. And then with his stroke and, like, dealing with all that, it was it was just a lot. And I think I did the best I could, which is, you know, what my therapist always advises me to remember. Like, I did the best I could with two other kids and the trauma of the loss. But I look back on that time and I think, man, I was just barely holding on. And it makes me sad. And then it's like a whole other type of grief to realize what I missed when he was a little baby and um, feeling like it was a it was a real struggle. And honestly, though, I don't know if I if it should be grief. I think we just we do this to each other and our culture does it to us where we have all these expectations for especially becoming a mother for the first time or any time that a new baby joins your family and we have these like diaper commercial images in our heads and it's not fair to any of us, especially our kids, and that, you know, if we could just relax the expectations and realize that you are still dealing with whatever came up in pregnancy, that it's a massive change for your family, for your body, 
for your personality, for your spirit, for your psychology, for everything, and just relax the expectations and have a lot of grace for ourselves, it wouldn't feel so dang traumatic. Many moons ago, we had Diana Butler Bass on our podcast to talk about her book about gratitude. And the reason that we talked to her about gratitude is because she, I think, in this revolutionary way, recognizes that gratitude and stress are not exclusive of each other. And that it's a really shallow understanding of gratitude when you're saying, well, you should feel grateful for things and therefore you should just be happy and you should feel nothing else. And I think what Kate is saying in her message and what a lot of mothers feel is, yes, of course, I'm grateful that I have a healthy baby. Of course, I'm grateful for my family and for all the support and the resources we have. And that doesn't eliminate how hard it is. That's the same thing I loved about that Instagram post that I shared. It's still really hard. Yes, I feel really, really grateful and really tired at the same time or really grief stricken at the same time or really anxious at the same time. It can all exist together. So cheers to Kate and the six-month settling in, which is a fabulous concept I would just like to reiterate, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and many exciting months ahead of you, Kate, because as you start to think about career and work through the lens of parenthood, I would just encourage you to think about that from a position of power, how powerful you are that you just gave birth, how powerful you are that you just survived these six months, how powerful you're going to be as your daughter's mom, and how much is coming that will increase your strength. Next up, we're going to hear from Katie on another parenting transition. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. Most people aren't aware of that. In fact, most people aren't aware that they need life insurance at all. That's why 40% of Americans don't have it. But getting life insurance doesn't need to be difficult or expensive. Right now, prices are the lowest they've been in 20 years, and Policy Genius has made it easier than ever to get covered. Chad and I have looked at life insurance policies many times. I always get very overwhelmed by it. It seems complicated to me. And Policy Genius has taken this process that is really important for family security and made it much more accessible. Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. If you need life insurance, but you just haven't gotten around to it, National Life Insurance Awareness Month is as good a time to get started as any. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. So Katie is a little bit further down the road in parenting and noticed a moment that she wanted to capture. There was a rope and board swing in our front yard hanging from a holly tree. My 12-year-old daughter loves to swing on it. A couple of days ago, the branch snapped. 
She said, communicating all the layers and subtle meaning, I'm too big to swing. My daughter was still startled and upset from the branch falling on her, so I held her close and told her she was never too big to swing. We just need to find a bigger branch. Adolescence is tearing me up, both tears in my eyes and sometimes a torn up heart. I love this. It reminds me of an essay I read, man, several years ago. It was when Griffin was a baby and the guy was talking about Oh, this makes me cry. He said, I realized I didn't, I don't remember the last time I picked them up. It's not like a last you really mark the last time I picked you up. Um, But you just realize at a certain point, man, I don't pick them up anymore. (laughs) They got too big. And these small little moments that you don't realize are the lasts. I love that Katie had just a moment and she said she took a picture and she's so glad she did to capture that moment and to, to feel the bittersweetness of our kids getting bigger and growing out of certain phases. There was really a good essay in the New York Times from Mary Laura Philpot called The Great Fortune of Ordinary Sadness. And she talks about that, like, in how every time you have one of those moments, you're kind of pummeled with the bittersweet nature of the moment and then just, oh, I should feel grateful because they're getting bigger and they're getting older. And some people don't have that. And people have big tragedies. And wouldn't they be grateful to have their daughter out getting too big for the swing? And how it's just such a big old jumbled mess of feelings um, when you're feeling bittersweet because your kids are growing up and those moments um, are coming and going and they're they're entering new phases. It's just, it's just a lot. Parenting is just a lot. That's my incredibly in-depth wisdom for this commemoration. <laughs> Well, there is something in-depth about it. I think anybody who's going through it has that feeling. We had a tough weekend with my four-year-old. She hasn't done this in the longest time, but we were back in the midst of, like, all-out tantrums this weekend. Everything that was not to her liking, and that was a long list, induced down in the floor, kicking and yelling. Culminating in this morning before preschool, She wouldn't carry her backpack because it was too heavy, and it made the muscles in her arms hurt, Sarah. And I am not very sympathetic to that. And I told her that she was going to carry her backpack or we were going to leave it at home. And so she starts dragging it to the car, and she makes it all the way into the car. And when she gets in the car, she goes, I'm so tired. My arms hurt so bad. And I said, well, then we need to build those muscles. So you can carry your backpack every single day. And when we get groceries, you can help carry those in the house. And we'll find all kinds of things for you to carry so that your arms get stronger. And I was driving to school, and it was one of those moments that was like a little bit hilarious when you could back up from it. Totally frustrating. And I also thought, oh my gosh, she's going to be past this so soon. It was just that mix, right, of I love her so much. She's adorable even when she was being a nightmare. I have to teach her these things. It's all going to go so fast, like maintain some perspective. It just asks a lot of your brain to be in all those places at one time. And I love that Katie was able to do that here and to take a picture and to write about it so beautifully. This message from Katie made me think, I need to do more of this where I really mm-hmm. put down for myself all of those things in one moment that I'm feeling so that when I met that, the days were long, the years are short phase. I can kind of go back and and be in it a little bit. Well, I think that what is so important about that process of documenting and working through your feelings and taking the picture is that it it protects and 
sort of, for a better word, grooms the memory. It reminds me of Laura Vanderkam's Off the Clock. She has this really beautiful part of the book where this woman speaks to specific memories of her children's childhood and how she treats them like gems. And she kind of has this visual image of a treasure box and they're filled with these gems and she takes them out and polishes them and she writes them down and takes the picture and really she cares. She cares for that memory. And I think that that is in part the answer to the bittersweet nature of parenting that instead of saying, I'm crying again. See, instead of saying something is lost in that moment, you're saying I've 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 gained something. I've gained this precious gift of this memory that I'm going to take care of and have for the rest of my life that I'm so grateful for. And so instead of feeling like things are always slipping away, which I think um, can often be um, the emotion we feel in the trenches of parenting, at least that's what I feel like things are going so fast when I take that moment to really make the memory, protect the memory, take a picture, think back on it, tell a story about it so that it, it becomes a gift to myself, a part of our family, as opposed to something that just slipped past us. It's also important to acknowledge. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That so many things are going to slip past us, and that is okay, too, because we have different capacities at different points in our parenting to capture these things. You know, so I don't want to talk about this in a way that makes anyone who doesn't have like a complete treasure chest full of well-captured photos and well-written distillations of what happened guilty. Like there's there we're all just doing this the best that we can. And those memories will come with us. Like you said, even if you just tell a story to someone else about them or hold on to them for a second in your mind, and it is okay to lose some of them along the way. We we all will. It's too much. It's too much, you know? So there's this balance, I think, with trying to capture it and hold on to it and, and love it. And also being gentle with ourselves about what a tender period it is as a parent and knowing that some of it will get away from us. And it still wasn't lost. It is still part of who we are and part of who our children are and part of what our family means. And it'll reappear in ways that we couldn't have planned for if we tried. We will be right back after this short message from our sponsor. If you have already purchased our book, I think you're wrong, but I'm listening and are telling everyone you know how much you love it. I hope that's the case anyway. Could you please head over to Amazon and leave a quick review? One sentence can be a review. It helps other people find the book. It helps build and continue to grow momentum for the book. And we would be eternally grateful. So just hop on over to Amazon and leave a quick review. Our last commemoration is at another point in the parenting journey from Kellyan. She says, A year ago, I commemorated my start of being a stay-at-home parent. 
423 days later, I am commemorating going back to work as a special education math teacher at a local high school. I am grateful for the time I spent with my children as we addressed many of the health and social-emotional needs both children had. I am grateful that my spouse and I could do it with small adjustments to our lifestyle. I am also grateful I am not a stay-at-home parent anymore. Being a stay-at-home parent did not play to my strengths as a human being. I realized that no matter how much I love these children and my spouse, we are all better off if I work and I use the gifts and talents bestowed on me in a classroom setting. I'm incredibly thankful for the preschool and daycare provider I have for the school year. It also makes me more passionate in making sure all people who raise children have the options that work for their family and the freedom to change as their family's needs change. I love this. I love the I'm going to commemorate when I got to come home. And I'm going to commemorate when I'm not home anymore. <laughs> and honestly, I think this is more reflective of everybody's journey, right? I don't. I know very few people. I probably know a fair amount of people who just worked the entire th- time through their children's childhood. I don't know a lot of people who were dedicated stay-at-home moms the whole time. Most of the people I know are some mix of in-between. There's periods when they were staying at home. There were periods when they were working. There are periods when they're working part-time. There are periods when they're working full-time. I think, like, this mommy war between stay-at-home moms and working full-time moms is really not reflective of the reality of most people, which is it's a mix in-between. I also like how she characterizes this, that that wasn't her strength, and here's what her strength is. That's also how I have responded when Jane has asked me questions about different moms' choices. We have a neighbor who is always at home with her kids all the time, and Jane has asked me about her before, and I've said, look, that's her gift. She is talented at being there with the kids. I am not talented at being here all day, every day with you and Ellen. My talent is letting you go out into the world and do your thing and coming back and we talk about it while I do my thing. I have more talents with how I work with adults than I do with kids. And she just totally took that and was satisfied and it didn't require any more discussion at all. And that's part of how I've not felt much guilt about always having a career in addition to my family because I feel like... That's just true. I'm using the talents that I have. If I had different talents, I would make different choices. Yeah, I agree. I think it and and, and again though, I think it's it's more than just talents. I think it's sometimes just the needs of your family and that like it's seasonal. You know what I mean? Like I think it's just so seasonal and I love that she is marking that season, which is exactly what we try to do here on the Nuance Life. Let's talk about the seasons of life and how things come and go and change including the phases of parenting. So thank you for joining us for another episode as we mark the passage of time and the important moments in each other's lives. We will be back in your ears on Friday over at Pantsuit Politics. And until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces The Nuance Life. Elise Knapp is our managing director. The Nuance Life is listener supported. Go to patreon.com slash the nuance life. For $5 each month, you'll receive an entire bonus episode of The Nuance Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music. For more information about The Nuance Life and to connect with us through our weekly email, visit pantsuitpoliticsshow.com.